Good Monday morning to you. I hope your uh, Resurrection Day celebration was a blessing to you. Hope you were able to get to God's house and to meet with God's people. Most importantly, to just uh, reflect upon the wonderful truth of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And yesterday in our church, um, if you were able to attend, uh, you know I preached a message on 1 Corinthians 15, and um, that happens to be a passage for our Bible reading today. And I want to emphasize the, the way that chapter ends. You know, in chapter 15, Paul is uh, dealing with the resurrection, and he's, a, he's really arguing against some people who are saying that there is no resurrection. And he points out the hopelessness of life if there is no resurrection, the hopelessness of those who profess to be Christians if there is no resurrection. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, they aren't going to rise from the dead, and it's all futile. Everything is futile. He also deals with um, the effects of denying the resurrection later on in chapter 15. But he also argues very cogently and accurately for the fact that there, there has been a resurrection. Jesus did rise from the dead. And because he rose from the dead, will rise from the dead. And chapter 15, is end, as, he, as he ends that chapter, he talks about the glorious transformation that is going to take place in our bodies. We will have resurrection bodies that will be like his. They'll be completely changed so that our bodies will be outfitted and prepared for eternity. So there won't be any more of the, the decay of our bodies and the disease and all that stuff that uh, takes life away from us. <clears throat> but in the eternal, eternal life that we will enjoy with Christ forever, there's going to be the transformation of the body. And it is all because of Christ's resurrection. But what I want to really focus on is how, how Paul points out the fact that because of the resurrection of Christ now a couple thousand years ago, and because of our own resurrection that's coming sometime in the future, uh, we don't exactly we don't know when that is going to be. Uh, we haven't been dis that hasn't been disclosed to us, but it's coming. And we're confident of it because of Christ's resurrection. Anyway, looking because, because of Christ's resurrection in the past and because of our resurrection in the future, he ends the passage by saying this, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So look at that again. Listen to that again. Therefore, on account of the resurrection, now, today, in whatever responsibility you have before you, and whatever calling in life that's been given to you, whatever difficulties and challenges the life is throwing at you, now, because of the resurrection, be steadfast, immovable, and keep abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? Because of the resurrection. Because of the resurrection, your labor in the Lord is not in vain. It is, it is real, and it is valuable, and it is blessed by God. It will be blessed for all eternity. 
your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So invest your days well. Invest your days well. And that really dovetails very nicely with the other passage in our scripture reading for today in Psalm 39. There's a couple of verses that uh, the, where the psalmist offers a prayer to the Lord regarding this life in which we live. He says in verses 4 and 5, Lord, make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am. So, okay, we know the resurrection is coming. We know that this life is not all there is. But nevertheless, we have this life to live. And if we're going to live it to its fullest, as 1 Corinthians 15, 58 encourages us to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, then I think we need to be very much aware of just how short this life is and just how frail our human bodies are in this life. He goes on to say, Indeed, you have made my days as handbreadths, handbreadths, just so short. And my age, he says, is as nothing before you. It's nothing before you. You know, I'm at that age in uh, mid-60s where uh, to some who are watching or listening, um, I, you may say, well, you know, you, you're, you're just, you're still a kid. You know, yeah, you got a lot of years left before, you know, before you're really old. And on the other end of the spectrum, there are some who are watching or listening who are saying, man, who is this old guy? I mean, look, look at all the gray. I mean, man, alive, this guy's really old. And to those who are, um, those who are looking at me as still a kid, you're thinking, it ain't going to be too long before you're where I am. Uh, you know, you're going to really, you're going to really feel your age and it ain't going to be too lawfully long. But those on the other end of the spectrum are saying, man, it's going to be forever before I ever look like that, before my hair ever turns that gray and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's like, uh, it's like you, you, you talk to a 15-year-old about how quickly life passes and that 15-year-old says, man, it seems like eternity before I'm going to get my driver's license. And, you know, what, at, at, at our age, in our mid-60s, we're thinking, you know, it, it's, it, the time's coming very quickly when they're going to take my driver's license away. It may be 30 years, but that's going to be very quick. That's going to go by very quickly. And that's our perspective, you know, at this stage of life. We're having a more accurate perspective of the way David, the psalmist, is looking at life. That my age is just a handbreadth. My, my days, they're, they're nothing before you. My age is nothing before you. And then he concludes that verse with, Certainly every man in his best state is but vapor here and then gone. All right, so with that reality in mind, that life is so short, that this life is so short, and the reality that when this life is over, there is a life for eternity to be lived, then in this life, let's be steadfast and immovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? Because this life isn't all there is. Our labor in the Lord is not in vain. Jesus rose from the dead and because he rose, 
so shall you, who are Christ's, who are in Christ, who are laboring in Christ, you too shall rise. So, in this brief life in which we live, let's let's pray to God that he keeps us aware of how quickly this life passes and keeps us aware of how important it is that we are always abounding in the work of the Lord, because that labor in the Lord is not in vain. All right, uh, let's, uh, let's have a brief word of prayer and get on with our day. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this challenge from your word to be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, all the way through this brief life that you have given us. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, I hope your week gets off to a good start and that you will abound. Have a good day. God bless.